This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahapa podcast, where every week I come to you with hat in hand and mess in hand, and I present to you all the ridiculousness that goes on on 90 Day Fiance. We're here this week to talk about season seven, episode two of 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After. And boy, oh boy, do we have drama to talk about. So it's going to be a banger. It's going to be a good time. Stick around. Also, just off the top of the uh, podcast, let me let you all know, I got an email from Discovery Plus this weekend that uh, 90 Day Fiancé, the single life season three is coming back on the 12th of this month. So in a week, we're going to have a new season of 90 Day Fiancé, the single life. Let me tell you up front, I still haven't even started watching 90 Day Fiancé UK, which I had said I was going to talk about. If these episodes are 45 minutes a pop, I will talk about them at the end of the episodes. If they are an hour and a half, it's going to be subject to availability. And more importantly, once Big Brother's over, I can look at it. So that's just a heads up. So you know what's going on over here. I am, of course, your host and conductor of the Hot Mess Express, Puyazan Vakili, ready to break down this episode right here, right now. And with me today, I've got an amazing guest, no stranger to 90 Day Fiance or the Hot Mess Express podcast here. We've got the co-host of the Mess Magnets, co-host of the Never Have I Ever podcast over on Silent Podcast. It is the one, the only Sasha Joseph here. Sasha, how you doing? I'm back, baby. <sighs> I can't believe we started from the other way. And here we are. It feels like the same people. We're the same people. And I just, I have so many feelings. So 
I'm excited. <laughs> I can't wait to find out what your feelings are because yeah, we again, because 90 day has become a 365 days a year sport, <laughs> there's no pause and you do end up it does feel like you never left people. So, we're seeing uh you know, people like Elizabeth and Andre here again. I'm like, I do I remember a time where I didn't know about what they were doing? No, the answer is no. And yeah, we have a lot to talk about here today, Sasha. God, it's like, I mean, I, I'm excited because we got like a messy episode. People are breakdown central. We're getting fights. We're getting evil sisters. I like it. I'm into it. And let's get some new blood, you know? Well, right now we're going to deal with the old blood. Yes. So let's just kick things off and talk about your never have ever co-host favorite couple jenny <laughs> oh and oh chappelle you see how he changed it up now that i'm on the podcast mm-hmm. listen when when the other's on yeah. i'll say the other likes it that's just how it works <laughs> it's sneaky because the other one can't retaliate it's great oh my god i'll well, fight actually, for us, sasha listen i need you to promise me you will not tell chappelle this because i'm currently in the process of booking him for episode four and i'm trying to convince him to watch this show and he's very hesitant so don't tell him so we can get him on here and then we'll tell him afterwards okay fine i'll allow it i will allow a little bullying thank you and and listeners same goes for you do not say anything keep it a secret but also if you tweet at him tweet at him at Chappelle's underscore show and be like can't wait for you on episode four recap that way he'll come through and talk about it because i need to hear his takes on some of these couples okay All right, enough about that. Oh, my God. Let's talk about Jenny and Sumit. Now, Sasha, you and I, no stranger to talking about these two at all. And here they are with, what is this, the sequel, the trilogy. And it's been messy to start. What did you think about these two episodes of Jenny and Sumit on an overarching view? Finally, they are giving us something. You know what I mean? Because what was cool about Jenny and Sumit for me, obviously, Sumit's Indian. I'm Indian. Wow, cool. And they were full of drama. Like the other ones or the other couples in general um, have always been kind of like, oh, not sure you're in it for the right reasons, la, la, la. But Mans was married when Jenny went to India. You know what I mean? Like, they've always promised us high drama. And then the TLC has failed us with production. Like, where has been the cameras, you know? So finally, we're getting the drama. We're getting Sumit's mom, who's obviously carrying Jenny and Sumit's block. I want to make that very clear. And we're getting a Bollywood TV show central here and i just i can't i can't believe this is allegedly reality allegedly 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 allegedly. (laughs) it's um it was interesting so last episode we see that finally sumit has grown a spine and decided i'm telling my parents that we are married and jenny was very hesitant did not want this plan to happen he's like no 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 it needs to happen and plus can you be there for me for support but don't say anything i need you there silently to support me she ends up agreeing. She brings the tea, the chai, sorry, uh, gets shaded for it, gets <laughs> this body shamed for it. Of course, in Hindi, so she, uh, she has no idea that's happening. But anyway, the episode ended with him breaking the news that we are married and his mom was not having any of it. The episode opens up exactly where we left off and 
she is yelling off the top of her lungs. His mom is saying things such as, how could he do it? He's putting me through hell. He's made me cry my whole life. Um, and, and, you know, to please this one woman, he's giving all of us so much grief. And she asks Samit, are you even our son? He's like, yeah. He's like, no, no, you are not our son anymore. She said that he won't be invited to anything, even their funerals. He is not allowed to attend the funerals now. Full fear coming true for Sumit, who was worried about being disowned. Sasha, I think it's safe to say he's been disowned now. Oh, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for this man. But why is he surprised? You know what I mean? Where this is um, why Sumit has been just the worst for me, because parents are telling you, hey, this is what we're going to do if you don't listen to us. Summit goes and does the exact opposite and then has a Pikachu face when they are <laughs> confused, when they, you know, follow through on their threat. I don't, and it's not even a threat. It's a promise. That's, is, that's the problem. And I just, I want to just give me 10 minutes with Summit. You know, just that's all I need because Jenny didn't do it, but maybe I might. I don't know. Towards the end of the episode, I saw her getting in his face and I just, Summit is so stupid and I, it's such a trash man. And I just, I can't believe they're still together. Like Jenny, they're dragging you because we know they're going to watch the show later, right? And they're, Jenny's going to read the subtitles. Yeah. She'll know exactly what was said. And, you know, it's baffling to me. So he's getting it from all ends. No one in this room is happy with Sumit. Sumit is enemy number one to everybody. And he has no answers to give. He's just sitting there, mouth open, eyes not blinking, and he's literally watching his life fall apart in front of him. And eventually the family's like, we're leaving. Screw this. Like, we're out. So they walk out. He escorts them out. And then Jenny gets upset that he walked out with them because she immediately thought, well, this is exact problem. You know, I felt like he would be there and he would be you know taking my side and supporting me but he clearly went away with his parents which i thought was an extreme reaction question mark because i just felt like yeah, he walked them to the car i don't think he abandoned you yeah i think when he needed to walk them to the car right like uh for folks that maybe don't understand this kind of culture no i'm not saying it's good and uh even if you were in an argument and you like you you on from your side have to do everything and that equals like you uh stroking the ego you giving them a hug you walking them to the car because if you didn't do that then Smith's mom would have been like look and he didn't walk us to the car right so it's it like would have been a victory new, you got to do the yeah, little exactly. things at that point Exactly. Yeah, because also jenny in a confessional in the middle of all this like yelling that his mom is doing go uh, says yeah it doesn't seem like it's going well like yeah no shit jenny she's crying like when someone's crying there you know it's not going well no one looks happy thank you for figuring that out now when he starts um walking away i've also like i've I've missed out a bunch of stuff they said i know yeah um is there anything that stuck out to you that you want to let people know was said i just think the biggest thing like for as Americans, I think sometimes, uh, or maybe non-Indian audience, I think folks can be like, this is extreme, which it is. But I also want to make it clear that a lot of like 
Indian families like do this. I'm not saying it's normal. I'm not saying it's even right, but I'm just saying, unfortunately, this didn't feel like so out of the ordinary where it was like, you're disowned, you know, don't ever come to my funeral, blah, blah, blah. We're going to write you out of your will. Like I definitely, unfortunately know people that have gone through this. So it's real uh, in that way. And I just couldn't believe that the brother and sister-in-law were there. One, why were they there? And then they just felt like <laughs> backup for mom. And it felt oh, like yeah. it was all about Samit's mom. Um, and then I love that she's like, Jenny or us. Jenny or us. Ma'am, he already picked because he married her. Like, what is the issue now? Yeah, like you got you're serving him with an ultimatum after he's done the decision making, which isn't gonna land really. Uh, I, I did notice that Amit, Sumit's brother, was talking about how, you know, he's worried that his mom will now be made fun oh, yeah. of as a result of this. I was like, and now if that isn't a, a Brown family problem right there, what will everyone think? What will they say about us? Um, that brought back some memories of stuff I've yep. seen in my own family. Like, yeah, what would people think? Who It's like, what would people think? But then you don't hang out with them either. So you don't care about them, but you also care about them. It's complicated is the best way I can put it. Yeah. It's very and complicated. And unfortunately, we get caught up in the tornado as well Always. as the children. Because in in our rational minds, I want to make it clear. We agree that like, who cares? The saying in Hindi is like, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. But like to our parents, it does matter. Uh, so <laughs> you get caught up because you, you know, obviously care about your parents. So or respect your parents. I don't know. Fear that, you know, a little bit of all of it. And I know that especially for me, my mom is very much like, no, this is not possible. You can't do this. What will people think? And then I have to remind her, like, you don't live in India anymore. Well, I do want to say I do love that you made a direct reference to a Hassan Minhaj yes. uh, segment. Um, I do appreciate that. Now, you know, they leave. He escorts them out. He comes back inside and <laughs> he's so he re, he, he reads like that wasn't good. Jenny's like, yeah, just leave it. Just ignore it. He's like, what do you mean? Just leave it. She starts yelling at him. And she's like, I knew you would go with your parents and leave me. And Sumit's dumbass can only muster the words, you are overreacting, which again, that's you saying, don't like stop being mad or, or chill. Calm down. Yeah. Never going to work in your favor. I don't know why you think you're doing that. Um, but yeah, Jenny's source of, uh, being upset. It all was rooted in that she didn't understand what was going on. And she felt like, I couldn't even ask because I promised you that I wouldn't say anything. And that's very irritating to me because I, you know, I can't just stand here and not give my feelings. I have feelings. I have thoughts. Again, I was like, you, so you can tell that things didn't go well. Cause you know, the mom was crying, the family all left unexpectedly. So obviously what he wanted didn't happen. So part of me and like, you know, far be it from me. Surprise, surprise. Am I siding with Sumit here because he already got hit with the big L from his family and he still he picked you. So why are you yelling at him now? So here's the thing. Absolutely not. Okay. Because I I understand that Sumit, you know, got took an L, but man's been taking L's for 10 years. Okay, when is he going to grow up and understand what's going on with his family, with Jenny, all of it? 
That's number one. Second, I don't think it was about this particular in incident experience for Jenny, because I think that when the last time such a maybe huge fight happened was when Jenny found out Mans was married and they literally took his ass away. Like I kidnapped, I man napped, I don't know. <laughs> man napped? He's not a kid, you know? Abducted? taken okay and then yeah we needed Liam Neeson's ass to like get his get him back I don't know I don't know because TLC camera wasn't there this was Liam Neeson would have been like yeah keep him (laughs) (laughs) we're trying to save Jenny uh so you know my point is like I think it was a little bit of PTSD for Jenny to kind of get get him in that situation and see him in that situation put herself in that so i think that's where it came from but also someone gotta learn the language yeah that was my maybe my biggest gripe for jenny was that you've been there you've been with him for how many years now um even if you put your phone on mute and just have google translate open and have it record as it's going it'll give you the translation you'll get an idea of what's being said because that would help you for sure um, but no, I do think that's a good point you made about the the PTSD of it all, because I feel like ultimately with the two of them, she said not to do this because she foresaw this was going to be an issue and this was going to happen and that there was never going to be a way where Sumit's going to get his cake and eat it too. Mm-hmm. So kind of being in a position where her family is, or sorry, his family's in the dark might be their best solution. And I feel like part of Jenny's like, you left me in the dark in our relationship, leave them in the dark now this time. How about that? How about that might work out for both parties. And also, you know, we haven't talked about this again, but they literally moved to another part of the town so that they wouldn't have to get caught. Like, So exactly. she's like living two, three lives in one. So it can be very frustrating. But it just like let him be, you know, at this point, because like I said, I'm on Jenny's side and... I think that she needs to, someone needs to compromise if you want to be together, right? And he is just, he should be on the show that comes on after 90 Day Fiance called I Love a Mama's Boy because that's who this man is, right? Like, he's like, this is my worst fear to be disowned, like, you know, um, and then she is like, not in, not grounded in reality because this is who you married. Right. This is the culture you married for him, not all Indian culture, just his uh, culture that you married into. And then you want him to be like an American man to take him to America. You know what I mean? At this point, she should just take his ass to America because this pissing me the hell off. Yeah, I feel like, you know, we and and like I said earlier, we have covered their story for many seasons now. And even before they got married, we said you know, either marry her or leave her to live her life. Don't give her this weird limbo. And I feel like part of Jenny feels like she's still in limbo because we're together. We're married, but half your heart is with your family and that you can't be okay with them not being okay with this. And it's very clear they're not going to be okay with this. So are you not okay with me? And I don't think she wants to be in a, live in a life where she's constantly second guessing whether he's happy or not, or she doesn't want to be in a position where, you know, four years get removed and he regrets the decision he made because she's also giving him like years of her life. So it's a tough spot to be in for Jenny. And I do feel for her in that regard. Now, 
The issue is they're having this back and forth. They're having this argument. They're fighting. Ultimately, she says that she felt like she'd be more of a priority to him, which, again, I feel like she is a priority to him. But I think that that priority is shared with also the family being happy. Like literally, if if his parents said, oh, we don't approve, but congratulations, that's nice and moved on. I think he would have taken that, but he didn't get that at all. So now the big question mark for us is going to be, where does their story go? Sasha, where do where do you see these two going now that this has happened? Because this is arguably the biggest thing that could have happened for them this season, and it happened in episode two, and they're not even in the next time on. So what's the deal? Yeah, and I will say I think they were on the next time on just for a second. Um what was their segment, do you know? Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I took notes one second. But yes, they were on next time on. And I will say the fact that they're just bullface liar. You know, like his mom is just lying because they did say like cut to last season whenever they were on. Uh, I think it was happily ever after. Right. And where Jenny said Jenny went on a walk with Timit's parents and they were like, well, we we'll, we won't give you whatever the blessing. But we, you know, but it's we're not going to stop you, blah, blah, blah. So they yes. lie. OK, you're yeah. lying. And I think Jenny should have the video playing on her phone next time. And be like, what, what is this that you're saying? Is this not you? Is this a deep fake? What's, is this WhatsApp video lies? Tell me, tell me, parents, what's up? So that's number one. I think secondly, um, their thing was, uh, Summit was talking about his duty. Uh, his first duty is towards his parents, not Jenny. That's the segment we see for next time on. Yikes. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, there we it's go. All yeah. Bad. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. How did I miss this? Um, it's, my first duty was my, oh my God. I, here's Imagine. the thing. Here's Imagine. the thing. You're clearly saying I'm picking her. I'm picking them. And now you're going to put Jenny in a spot where she's like, you have to pick one of us, make the decision. I, this is what I think happens, Sasha. I think somewhere in between that conversation at the park with the parents where the parents said, you know, we appreciate you. We might not give you full support, but we, we, we like you or whatever. Yeah. I feel like somewhere between that and this, the family, the other family members or the family friends or the neighbors got involved and gave their two cents and the whole, uh, what would they say thing happened and they're like, oh, they're not saying good things. We can't support this. No. We, and then it kind of reverted back to, uh, not being approved. That's true. And where the astrologer at? Cause at this point, he's the, he needs to be, I think the, the mediator. That's the only way this is going to work. And I think that. They're so dramatic that it's time to teach these kinds of parents a lesson. Like, I don't have time for this shit. Uh, I'm so over it. I think Sumit needs to just, like, grow up. Because even in the fight with Jenny, right, when he, like, holds Jenny's face and he's like, I just want your support. Meh, meh, meh. And then she's like, I want your support. And I, you know, I am quiet and I've been taking it for so long. It's like, when will Sumit be a husband right and a partner and not just a son and i'm and i just really when jenny got so close to him i was like will she do it not that i'm advocating for intimate partner violence i'm not and this man has put her through hell and back 
Yeah, I, I'm not gonna, I don't remember the last time we've seen Jenny this animated. Exactly. You know what I mean? It felt like she went into her re- energy reserves and pulled out all the stops. She was very irritated with him. And at this point, where's the relationship gonna go? We have seen last week in the this season on 90 day whatever that there's gonna be a point in the conversation where Jenny's gonna suggest, Sumit, how about we move to the States? How about that as an option? And he's like, I can't do that. I can't be away from my family. So what, what, make a decision. For the love of God, please make a decision. Not for your relationship. I, I will be on record. I no longer care about the relationship. Yep. Um, I just want a definitive answer so that you are no longer on my TV. <laughs> because if you don't give us an answer, you're on season eight of Happily Ever After. And my God, like enough. Give someone else a chance to be on TV. And uh, hashtag uh, save Jenny. Save Jenny. Please, Jenny, we are all... The point is, I'm here to support women's rights and wrongs, and I will be supporting Jenny in whatever she does. That's why I was like, you know, like, oh, I can't. You know, just... You got real close to him. Maybe you could have... It would have been cathartic (laughs) to maybe see that a little. Like, I just want someone to drag Summit. Like, who can do it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, like I again, and and there was a moment in this episode where my heart went out to Samit after his family trampled on his heart, and then he came in and Jenny trampled on his heart. Um, but very quickly after we've talked it through, um, I need him to, you know, it's not going to be an easy decision. Life isn't all easy decisions. You're going to have to make tough calls, and this is a tough call. Are you going to go with love or are you going to go with family? Because unfortunately for you, the two together are not an option as of right now. But then why marry her? Why did he make this decision? You know what? This is why he's a coward as hell. And we (laughs) talked about this last time when they got married, when, you know, the astrologer was doing the whole, um, what was it that he can't have a big wedding with pomp and circumstance? Yeah. They could have done one puja or like one prayer and probably and like fix that, you know, fix that part of his chart and he would have been fine to probably have. A, I'm not an astrologer. I'm just, I'm just saying I've seen it happen where they'll be like, if you get married, your dad will die. But you can do this like quick prayer and it'll be fine. <laughs> so like. Submit. So do you think we'll see the astrologer this season? Do you think that's in the cards? At this point, it's not needed. You know what I mean? At this point, Sumit needs a backbone. Yeah. Who 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 makes that? Because that's where we got to go. Is that a chiropractor? I don't know. Because this man is the biggest of the biggest spineless jellyfish, right? Like, takes the award for it. And I can't believe when I say, oh, I want representation. This ain't it. Okay, give me zero representation. I don't need it. Take it back. Return wow. to Sumit. <laughs> Sasha said, I don't want to be represented. Sasha, I saw TikTok the other day that really uh, made me laugh. Um, it was it was this brown guy, and he was like, brown folks, one second into watching a show, and they hit play, literally one second went by, and then it the frame changed to this guy uploading a screenshot of the show, and it had brown people in it. It's like, oh my god, the representation. Hard, 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 hard. And I was like, that, it really do be Tell like me. that with us. Like, we're like, yeah. we're like, that's it. You put one of us on, that's it. We, we're happy. We're here. 
But in this instance, this is a, a negative. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, wow, how cool to hear Hindi spoken. It don't. I don't care. I watch Miss Marvel. Sasha wants to post. Yes, the lack of representation. Hard, hard, yeah, hard, hard, hard. thank God. Yeah, I will. I will do a prayer for the whole you know ninety day fiance community if the, so that I can get rid of this. Oh Shadow, my God, you know that's I mean? so funny. That's, that's what I so say. funny. Um. All right. Let's take a quick break here. When we get back, let's talk about Rob's favorite couple, Elizabeth and Andre. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. All right. It's housewarming party time, Sasha. As we go to Elizabeth and Andre's house, they've got a new place. We saw a tour of it last week, which was a good, good, good time. Um, now. What are your thoughts been on seeing them back once again? I mean, <laughs> same, same, same. They're just copy pasting every storyline and we're just supposed to be okay with it, which is fine. Like, I do think that we've added some nuance where at least now we've eliminated uh, Charlie as in all like all lasers are pointed at Charlie. Yes. So I appreciate that. That's new. I like that. Yeah, I'm very happy that this time around, everyone still hates each other, but at the very least, everyone combined hates Charlie, except for Charlie's mom, who refuses to see the error in his ways. Now, we'll get to that in a second here. So Elizabeth and I are having a housewarming party, and he has invited a bunch of friends. He says he invited a bunch of friends to this, and that he didn't want Elizabeth's family to be there, but obviously she invited them. So Elizabeth's family being everybody except for Charlie and Charlie's wife will not be in attendance. Now, uh, Andre's whole thing is that he really, as you know, he's draw, he's been living drama free. He doesn't want any of that nonsense. And he feels like with her family, drama follows. Yeah. And I just basically, Andre said, no room for the ratchets here. All right. It's a wrap. Like it's done. Uh, this is a serious housewarming party. I feel like is what he's trying to tell us. And isn't this supposed to be a party? So let it be fine. But no, he said there's lots of smart people here. Yeah. So let's go through some of the people that he invited because one of the guests he invited is his immigration lawyer. So is that a friendship that formed or was it more of a I'm having this party. You're totally cool to come if you're down. I don't know. Because to me, this was a strange invite. Oh, so I I see how it can be strange. But I personally feel like it's fine because um, there's so much that you go through, right, with the immigration lawyer that I feel like there could be. You know, you build a bond, basically, is how I was seeing it as like you helped me be go through so much. And now, um, you know, thank you for that. So now I like to be part of I like you to be part of my family a little bit. I can see that. I can see that. OK, I concede my point of it being too strange here. Um, But, you know, who else thought it was strange? 
And and now that I say that, I even more fully uh, disavow my previous statement. Um, is the Libby sisters? Um, Becky did not think this was normal. They were talking about it, and they're convinced that you notice a trend here. We don't know anybody here. He's invited people that he wants something from. This is what Andre does. He manipulates people and tries to get something out of them. So they think this is a malicious uh, housewarming party. Yeah, I think that was so funny, right? Like they were giving evil uh stepsisters. Oh yeah. Uh and I I couldn't because why show up if you just want to put an evil eye, right, on everything? Cuz they're so pathetic. And honestly. Jealous. Let's just jealous. call it what it is. Yeah, they're absolutely right. envious of the the house that these two have. They're envious of the success that Andre has put it, it got out of the out of working with Chuck and you know it's not a good color jealousy mm-hmm. not pretty maybe you can use plastic surgery to get out the green baby cuz mm-hmm. this is embarrassing <laughs> for you and i think that Andre is doing well i don't i agree that like maybe it was a little bit opportunistic for who all is invited, right? Especially, uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, Marisol's husband, right? Who's Chuck's friend. Um, Marisol is the singer. So Chuck's like investment buddy or whatever. So that was definitely a pointed invite, but he's trying to make his own way. Y'all are mad that he's taking money from Chuck. So he said, great, I'm gonna find another investor. Yeah. I just, to me, I feel like. It was very clear because Libby at one point referred to it as networking. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm happy to see like he, you know, he got to mingle and network. I was like, oh, then, okay, maybe there was a little bit more to it than, than what meets the eye. But at the end of the day, like, just let them have their damn housewarming party. What is your issue? That's what I'm saying. Like, why show up to just be disrespectful? You know what I mean? That part. That is what I'm not understanding because they haven't done anything to you. I feel like that's rude necessarily. Like they're just here living their life. They said, great, I'm going to invite y'all. But no, you just show up with a vendetta for no reason. And I just love when they come in. I think one of the sisters, I can't, I don't know who's Becky and who's the other one, but uh, when Libby and who's ever Becky. Oh no, Libby. Oh my God. I'm no, Libby's the, Libby's Thank the main. You. That's yeah. Elizabeth. Jen or <laughs> Becky. I couldn't tell which one was which, but I think it was Jen that walks in and Andre just like opens the door and just like walks in, doesn't say hi. Nothing. Oh, he wants nothing to do with them. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, why do I have to deal with these fools? And that's the thing with Andre, like he, I'll give him this. He is unapologetic about his opinions. Like he's not going to mince words. He's not going to play nice. He's just like, no, I didn't want you here. Even at one point at the end of the party, um, I think Becky was like, yeah, you know, it was, it was a good hangout. It was drama free. And he's like, yes, because you didn't open your stupid mouth. Yeah. <laughs> okay, God, <laughs> sir, relax. What are you doing? Why are you poking? Don't do that. Andre from the top rope, man. Like yeah. he he was, I think he was a little drunk at that point, right? Because like. I think they all were. I think yeah. everyone had been, the drinks were loose. The champagne was out because so, okay. yeah. So real quick, they did a little tour of the house. They showed, you know, Ellie's bedroom. Yay. Yes. Nice. And then they went into the guest room slash studio. And this was such an awkward scene for me because, you know, they hear studio that, oh, there's a keyboard in here. Do, who's, do you play keyboards? Like, yeah, I'm, I was thinking of, you know, doing some music stuff in here. It, that could be fun. 
And then one of the guests is actually, well, you know, I, I professionally sang for a long time. So I would love if you give us a little bit of a preview of what you're capable of. And Elizabeth was like, no, I'm good. I'm not ready. I didn't, I haven't rehearsed. I haven't um, cleared my throat out. It's, it's yeah, every excuse under the book. Under, uh, and she just backed out. She didn't want to do it. And Marisol, the, the, the singer in confessional says, you know, if you're a professional like me, when someone says sing, you sing. I was like, Marisol, you don't owe anyone anything. You don't have to sing if you don't want to. Just say Yeah, like, Marisol, are you okay? Is yeah. there a gun behind the camera? Yeah, like, the, who's making you sing out here? Who's doing like, this to you? Yeah. I'm confusion. I didn't understand that. But then here's the thing. Here's where it gets awkward. So then they start asking her a little bit further. Like, okay, well, you're not going to sing, whatever. Uh, what kind of music is he going to do? Some pop? Or like, well, what's the plan? And Elizabeth goes, I'm thinking nursery rhymes. I think... I would sing the nursery rhymes and Ellie would get involved and then we make videos and that could be a fun idea. And this is where she confused me, I guess is the correct term, because I thought you wanted to switch careers. I don't know if there's a it's a very niche market, specifically nursery rhymes. Like if you're trying to get involved in that, I don't know if you're going to be able to do it successfully, especially because, you know, I know that uh, like YouTube for kids is mm. very much populated with plenty of alternative nursery rhymes at this stage. I don't know if you're going to break into the market. I couldn't breathe when she said that. You know how, again, one of the sisters, Jen, I think Becky, was trying not to laugh because that was me. When she said nursery rhymes, I, I think I rewinded and reheard it because I was like, what do you mean nursery rhymes? Are you okay, ma'am? Yeah, like, what are you going to do, like, a spin on Old McDonald? Like, I don't know if that's going to, again, who's who's buying this? Who's streaming this on Spotify? Stick to your 90-day <laughs> fiancé money, baby. Because, like, the, the, no, okay? When you can't even sing, you know what? Maybe she was like Kylie Jenner's Rise and Shine was amazing. So I have to now capitalize on that. <laughs> that's the only thing that makes sense to me yeah I don't know I just so for yeah ultimately for me it just left me a little bit confused and and also I will say this I after the episode I did go on reddit and I found that she has posted a video of her singing of her covering a song on her Instagram she doesn't sound bad but the music video is the cringiest thing that I could ever see it was a oh, lot oh god so yeah that's free free for anyone to go check out uh look her up on instagram and then let me know what your thoughts are on twitter because my god it was something okay so then um at the end of the party here you know everyone starts leaving it's just family left they're helping with some cleanup and here comes pamela pamela of course is libby's mom we met her oh, last episode god. And Libby's mom decides this is a great time for me to bring up Charlie again. I would like for everyone to be friends with Charlie again. And again, you're talking to Andre. Andre will not hide his feelings. So immediately, Andre says, nope, fuck Charlie. I don't want to deal with him. Screw him. He is not welcome ever anywhere near me. And for the first time in the history of ever, the sisters are backing Andre. Like, yeah, no, we do. You know, the half the reason why everything went well here is because Charlie's not here, mom. That's why. And the mom is in denial because Pamela kept trying to equate it to, well, you know, you're all here and drinking. So I don't see how it's any different. 
They're like, yeah, he's abusing alcohol. He is a different person while drinking alcohol. We're all having a conversation here. Fine. He cannot, he's not capable of doing that. And we refuse to see him until he seeks help, which, uh, so again, episode two, uh, checking doesn't seem like he's been seeking help. Yeah. And it's just, it's not even that he needs like help. It's, Pamela's enabling him mm-hmm. because what sets Andre off right and when Andrea's party over is when she says, well, but you and Charlie are pretty similar. You're both alphas. You're both, you drink the same, which at that point, Andre definitely looked drunk when this was happening, but they're not the same. Charlie is a hot ass mess who can't get anything together. And imagine, right? Like to get Jen and Becky, who literally, as soon as Andre is mentioned, right, will will feel so bad and become ho- frustrated, are like, yeah, we have to agree with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, he it gets to a point where she's still fighting back on this and Andre's and tries to put Andre in the same category as him, which is, again, the worst thing you could do, to which immediately Andre responds. If you don't stop this, you are going to be put in the same category as him. Mm-hmm. Which I kind of respect that he said that because, you know, no one else is going to, none of them are going to speak to their mom like that, which is fair. So he's the outsider that could actively say something because at this point, it's not even like he hates the mom or anything. It's more so you are enabling your son to be the way he is by not also advocating for him to seek help and for him to seek. Um, a solution to his problems. Exactly. And, you know, to just be like, yeah, maybe because eventually I think when everyone starts pushing her, she's like, maybe that's true. Maybe she, you know, he does have a problem instead of kind of holding his feet to the fire. This is what she's doing. So and, and we know Chuck just unfortunately backs down very easily for, for anyone, uh, yes. not just Charlie. I think I think that's a overall issue so with parents like these with the rap sheet like this family i don't see why charlie wants is going to change yeah yeah i feel like it's going to be a long time before that happens but i will say i feel like we are going to see charlie on this season in some way shape or form at some point for sure that's happening that confrontation is happening it's just a question of is it going to be pleasant or is it going to be dramatic? And I'm leaning dramatic right now. Yeah, it's ratings gold, right? Like, why would they miss out on that? I just think that exactly. it's going to come off as Pamela, who also did not, was not 100% there in that last confrontation. I was like, oh, she was also drunk. I, everyone was drinking. This, this is like, I don't know how many hours this party was, but this was the tail end of the party. They were all gone. And I love how, again, the sisters were like, yeah, we need to clean up so we can get the hell out of here. Uh, I mean, thank you, I guess. So it's just they're all on one. And Pamela, I was just like, Pamela, I think you need to go to bed. I I think you should stop talking. Um, So it's just this family is mess. And I just feel bad for the kids involved because Behind Pamela, I don't know if you noticed, there were in the, um, I think there was a pantry with a mirror. Anyway, there was a mirror and there's like a little kid. I mean, like she, that 
kid, I think it was a girl, looks like, you know, maybe 10, 12 years old. And I was like, this person has to sit and listen to all these people just go in. And like this and last season we had um, Ellie had was there when there was a lot of shouting matches with this family. Like, do not stop exposing these kids to like this traumatizing nonsense. Like, you know, I still remember arguments that I saw in my family as a kid Mm -hmm. now that have not gone away. Um, So that stuff sticks to you. Don't do this to the children, please. Yeah. And Andre, too, like last episode was like yelling in front of his daughter at mm-hmm. his at at his daughter's mom like that's weird stop yes. doing this stuff please and thank you so we don't see i believe them we do not see on the next time on no so yeah we don't maybe we get a bye week from them but we'll be back to talk about them probably in week four now let's move over to a couple consisting of jovi and yara and I'm sure you have stuff to say about Jovi and Yara because I have stuff to say about Jovi and Yara and it's not going to be great. So Jovi and Yara are going on a little trip. That trip is to the vineyard. Is Sasha. that a vineyard? I mean, what would you call it? I've never Sorry, been to a vineyard, so, so I don't know. I don't think I'm a fair comparison because the only vineyards I've ever been, I don't even drink wine. I'm definitely the DD. So the only, I go and they're from Napa. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's a fair comparison. Like Napa Valley, California is very different from somewhere in Louisiana. So it was just, it was interesting. I'll just, I'll say that, but they're, they're going to a vineyard. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So they're on their way to this winery vineyard thing and we find out a little bit because uh, Mila's with them on the way to the vineyard and my immediate thought was where is Jovi's mom like Jovi's mom has been helping with the with the baby in previous seasons what's going on we learned that there was a spat between Jovi and his mom and it stemmed from when Jovi would go away for these month-long trips to work she, um, Miss Quinn, aka Jovi's mom, was not visiting with Yara at all, was not visiting with the kid at all. And Yara had felt like, I'm not getting any love from your mom, not getting any support from your mom. And Jovi ended up arguing with his mom about this. And now they haven't talked in six months. Which, like, my God, what is yeah. going on? That is a lot. Now, uh, so the, now the conversation switches over to Yara talking about, you know, I want to go to Europe to see my mom. And Joey's like, yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's about that time. Your mom needs to see Myla and that would be good, but you don't have a green card yet. So she doesn't have a green card. She has a work permit, but no green card yet. And is, you know, struggling with that uh, turmoil of not being able to leave and go see family. But also she mentions that she's been seeing stuff in the news about Ukraine. So there's like a lot of growing concern. And I can't imagine how tough it is being in her spot where, you cannot leave because you might not be able to come back. But also, if you do leave, where are you going to go? Because things are in a tough spot right now. So there's a lot of stuff going on there, a lot of tension going on there. Um, and this was all on the ride to the vineyard. Now, we do get to the vineyard. We do get to the vineyard. And every comment Jovi makes screams, oh. I don't want to be a dad, which I hate because at some point in her life, Myla's going to see this footage. And it's going to see the way he's talking about it. He kept, he keeps complaining about how 
yeah, life's gotten pretty boring now that, you know, I have to play the dad, blah, blah, blah. And like, you know, she, you got to have your fun. Now it's time for me to have my fun at the vineyard. Guy, you are a father. You are, uh, have you heard of sacrifice? Because that has to happen. And you get to be off. You know what I mean? For a month, at least at a time, right? A whole month or maybe more when he's away for work. So to me, to have the like chutzpah to say, oh, I am playing dad, I think is what he said. He said, I'm at home playing dad. And Yara went out one night because now it's established, right? Like his mom isn't around when he's gone for that month. So I'm assuming Yara is stuck at home with Mila 24-7. Does she drive? Question mark. And now he comes back. She says, great, you're back. Now I get to go out and pause and be myself. Well, don't you miss your own child? Don't you want to spend time with your own kid? Yeah, I just, to me, it it gives that. So his whole thing is, I have to work for a month. And when I come home, I want to party because it's my time off. But I don't think he realizes that when he's off at work and his mom is not helping with Mila, that it's just Yara taking care of Mila. And then when he's back, it's not like Yara's getting the full month off. Yara still takes care of Mila, just asks for a night out here and there that he's still against. Music, but what about my night out? What about me having a time? What about me going out for drinks? And I don't think he necessarily gets that maybe you're not getting time off when you're at work, but you are certainly getting time off from taking care of a whole baby. You are there with coworkers. You're working your hours, but then I'm sure there's also downtime where you're chilling, knocking back drinks. Cause I know he's talked about that before. So stop this. And this here's my question. Why not get a vasectomy, right? If this is what you want for your life, which is fine. I think a lot of people choose not to have children and they want to lead a certain amount of life. That's great. Live your life. Then get a vasectomy. Don't do this to a kid and your partner because it's, As soon as he got there, like just the way he was talking about like how they become grandpa dads. And I was like, no, actually, that's just unfortunately what being a parent is, uh, is that your whole life, unless you can afford, you know, nannies and not just nannies, like 24 seven help. This is going to be your life. So get over yourself. Like, I'm so over him. And how can no one check him? Yeah, I I don't know how he's been left unchecked for for so long, but again, he's going to have harsh realities come to light. Again, all I'm thinking about is baby Mila having to see this footage at some point in her life and be like, "Yeah, that feels great." Now, at this um winery or or vineyard, the conversation turns towards uh, you know, we saw in the last episode when Yara was hanging out with her friends, talk happened about her boobs and how she doesn't mm. like how they've looked since having baby Myla and maybe would be considering looking at augmentation of some sort. And she brings this up to Jovi who not only, you know, and I feel like this is a very uh, guy response. I certainly have responded like this in, in the past where I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, your immediate response is to try and be reassuring and, and give your partner the confidence. I know you're amazing, etc. but he's not listening to her. Because he's tried that once. She said, yeah, good for you, but I want it. <laughs> like, this is something I want to consider. And then he made a comment about how, you know, 
he's the one that's going like he's like well i i would love to have sex with you like i i'm I'm fine with your body like this is it looks good to me isn't that like that's good enough right that's good and then in confessional says yeah they've not been great room for improvement he said yikes (laughs) yikes <laughs> i say yikes to that sasha i again almost fell out of my chair because i think to her he said mostly all the right things especially again bar for men especially men like jovi is in hell right like they'll do something normal mm-hmm. um and they were like wow amazing you're you know deserve an oscar world's best dad uh why because you know he stayed one night at home with the baby so i think for this type of person he said the right thing where he said i still want to have sex with you i think you're beautiful your body's fine you're working hard like good you know, it's fine. And but then he also says in confessional with her, uh, in my opinion, matters more than yours because I'm the one that has to have sex with you. Right. Which part of me was trying to see if he was just kidding with her and she got like she took it as a joke. But even then, that's pretty brutal to say. And then Yara rightfully says, yeah, but I don't want to have sex with me. And I understand. I think I have not had a baby, but like are because of just the world we live in a lot of our worth as women is defined by how we look or our bodies and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and especially for yara right who i think we were introduced to her and you know she was very much taken by the glitz and glam of the world so it's important to her period so i think you should just say like let's figure out how we can do it and i know um I know that that's a lot, but still. See, I thought it was going to come from a place of finance, right? Because Jovi's track record of, no, we don't need to buy this furniture. We don't need this. I thought he was going to go from a money route of, no, that's expensive. But it wasn't even that. I mean, maybe that's the next step. But the immediate response was a reassurance. Oh, no, 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 you're amazing. Everything's perfect. Everything's great. And, you know, I think this is a topic that isn't going to go away because I do think that, Yara wants to feel at her best again and currently mm-hmm. doesn't um, given the um, the feeling she's had since having Mila. Now that's kind of where the episode leaves us with the two of them was this discussion in the next time on they are meeting up with Jovi's mom aka Miss Quinn so and, and in that epi- in that moment we see Quinn say I'm you know I love being a grandmother but I'm nobody's nanny which I'm not surprised she felt that way because I feel like anytime they're calling her is to, Hey, do you want to hang out with, with Milo? I want to, we want to go do this. So we're going to see that confrontation. and I'm very excited about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, me too. I, because I unfortunately do think they're right because again, I'm not a parent and I can see how, you know, you only trust a few people to hang out or take care of your baby. And in this moment, Yara should like give herself some reprieve, you know, like don't put so much pressure on yourself. I, I just don't think it's needed. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just hope that she feels okay. And I hope that, um, I hope her and her and Quinn can patch things up because I actually liked their relationship when they were good. Um, Jovi, I have zero expectations for him doing the right yeah. thing ever. So we'll see where they go with next week. Now we'll take one more break, Sasha. When we get back, we're going to talk about everyone's favorite artist, Usman, a.k.a. Soldier Boy and Kimbali. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right. So we're going to go talk about Kim and Usman now. Sasha, what have your thoughts been on seeing these two back on the uh, show once again? This, this I feel like is a good one to be back because they're, they're so messy together. Uh, Kimbali is just on another planet. So I appreciate like seeing the mess, seeing just her thought process because again, if you, I feel like I'm looking at an alien species because I don't know about you, Puya, but I feel like everything's laid out for us and it's cuckoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yeah. wake up. Yeah, it is it is a lot. It is a lot. I will say that. Um and now here's the situation. So we start the episode off with Usman and and his life in Nigeria. So we're in Nigeria. He talks about, you know, he gives us a little bit of information about himself, how his primary job is music and with his family that can be contentious because you know, he comes from an Islamic background and his plans are to be the most famous human being on earth. Now, with um, he's with his elder brother Muhammad, and he's trying to get Muhammad's like approval to then have Muhammad advocate for him to his mom, so that they can get uh, the mom, the family's blessing, so that he can get engaged to Kim. Is where we are with them right now. Yeah, I which again I appreciate that this is one partner that's actually trying. Um. You know, to like, and I say trying again, quotation marks, but at least he's talking to his family about her and they're very realistic with all of it. So that's some points for them. Some, yeah, some, some, some points. We'll give him that. <laughs> yeah. Um, And then, so they're having the conversation, he's having the conversation with his, with his brother and his brother, um, you know, starts asking some questions. First of all, is she your age? And he replies, somehow, somehow, she's 51. <laughs> Great answer, sir. Great answer. Somehow. <laughs> if you just do some multiplication, some addition, the Pythagorean the theorem, then yes, she is my age. Yeah. So that is the choice that um he went with, is to say somewhat. Um, and then uh, the, the, the brother starts asking a little bit more. And he says, you know, well you know, that's all well and good, but you know that the family's expectation is for you to have children. So what's the deal with these? Like, yeah, I'm going to have a second wife. That's chill. I'm going to have a second wife. We've talked about this. And he's like, well, not everyone's open to having to, to like a relationship like that. And he says, well, she's one of the ones that is okay with that relationship, which again, I don't think she is. So we'll see how that plays out for him. Oh my God. This is just so unfortunate, right? Where, Muhammad, the brother, I think is number one where he is smart. He's giving all the good points. He's asking, I think, all the questions we're thinking as well. Um, and I think that Usman is again also on a different planet because 
he just in his mind thinks, no, no, whenever I want a baby, it'll happen. Don't worry. Kimberly literally threw a full thing, a, a drink on your face when you talked about Zara. And Mams is talking the talk, but we know she's not going to walk the walk. There is no way. Yeah. No, you're ridiculous if you think that everything's going to be well and good here, because I don't think that conversation is going to go by as good as he thinks it will. I really do not. Do um, you think that instead of 90 Day Fiance, they will then go to Seeking Sister Wife? No, no, I, I don't. That would be a mess. I don't want them there. Please don't put them there. Uh, that would be awful. I would hate that very much. <laughs> very, oh, very much. God. Imagine. Oh my God. I mean, it could, uh, it could happen. It could happen, but I don't want that for us or for no, anybody here. For no yeah. one. Exactly. Yeah. Please and thank you. Okay. So then we move over to the Kim side of things. And Kim is picking up her son Jamal from the airport, having a very, very similar conversation with, with, uh, her son and her mother about Usman. So she has them at home. They're talking, small talk, whatever. And then she tells them, so yeah, I'm, you know how I'm going to Nigeria, right? Like, yeah. Like, okay. So here's the thing. Um, the Nigeria trip is a special one because I'm going to go to Nigeria. I'm going to propose. Then we're going to get engaged. I'm going to apply for the K1 visa. And Jamal's ass is like, no, that doesn't make sense. The man's supposed to propose, right? <laughs> like, Jamal, you are an adult. What are you doing? That is, and also, like, why yeah. do you want anyone to propose to anyone, Jamal? Yeah, is that the thing you should be concerned about, or is it, should it be a uh, wait? You want to you want to be with him? Question mark. Why? What's going on there? That's the question I think you need to answer more so than this. Um, now, what did you think about? What do you think about this whole thing with with Kim wanting to also have this proposal, this relationship happen there? Um, while they're on this trip in Nigeria. I'm just laughing because like I said, I think she's so kooky. She has zero idea on reality of herself. I think I personally think that she has not gotten in touch with herself mm -hmm. and what she actually wants. I think that's the problem because she, we saw it in the next week, a little sneak peek, right? Where She's like, maybe your your wife stays in a different city. Maybe not the same. So she doesn't want it, but I just think that she's so desperate for love. And I mm -hmm. I, I do feel sad about that. Um, that I think this is why she's just like acting like a fangirl and really just giving him quote unquote whatever he wants. Uh and if you notice, her mom, uh, Sally, actually said, you've only been this much in love, um, I think, in high school. That's the last time I saw you so much in love. So it's giving puppy love. It's giving, uh, I think Jamal said, right, rose-colored glasses. It's it's all of that, which mm -hmm. is why I just feel like she's she's just going down the wrong, wrong path. Yeah, yeah. No, I 100% co-signed that. And I just feel like, you know, it's like you've been to this dance before. You've been to this dance before. Um, and, and, you know, Usman had the, did you forget the whole Zara thing? The whole Zara thing that happened? That was a thing. Remember that? Remember that? That was a problem. Um, why are you not thinking of that? Please think of that. <laughs> think of that problem. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, alas, that's not the case here. That is not happening. Now, 
Um, as far as their story goes, um, beyond that, uh, they, you know, the conversation, the family's not really supporting it. The mom does say, you know, I've not seen her happy with anybody else like this. Um, and then also asks her, well, what if you don't get her, his family's blessing? What about that? She's like, I haven't thought about that. It's like, oh, so you haven't prepared? Great. Love that. Love that you have not prepared. That makes me feel confident about this. Um, I'm scared. I'm scared for them. <laughs> I'm very scared for them. Just makes no sense. You know what I mean? Just like everything coming out your mouth is trash and a lie. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to your child. You're lying to your mom. You're lying to your partner. All of it is embarrassing. Yes. (laughs) Super embarrassing. And I'm over it. And I can't wait. See, this is why I said I'm excited because this is going to be a bad train wreck, I feel. (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel the same way. We're on the same page here completely. Um, in the next time on, we see her mention to Usman that she would want the, the other wife to be in a separate city. And I think Usman says something along the lines of why? Like you share a dick already. Why not share a city? Which she was like, I was, I was going to throw this plane in your face. So more drama to come with Kimberly and Usman. Imagine saying that to someone. That is wild. But you're pushing your luck, my guy. You really are. And then now you say this. It's like she gave you the PlayStation. She gave you a laptop, you know, whatever else she got him. And now you're 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 doing this. You're pushing this. He has no shame. I feel like absolutely none. No, zero, zero shame. Um, I don't know. I feel like part of me was excited to see them back. But now I'm like, I don't know. Do we need this? Do we need to go through this again? Yeah, it just feels a little sad, uh, I think. And because at the end, Kimberly said, Kimbali says that (laughs) I want to be, you know, I'm 51. I just want to be happy uh, and I don't want anyone's approval, which is a bold face lie. Because at the start, when she was picking up Jamal, she said, no, it's important that you approve. Pick a side. Yes. Today. (laughs) Now. With the quickness. (laughs) Immediate. Now. Yeah. So that is what we have there for you with Kimberly and Usman. We have two more couples to go. And next up is a couple that's making their debut on this season specifically. And that is, unfortunately, Big Ed and Liz are back here. Sasha, um, are you familiar with the with the Big Ed of it all? So I know, obviously, who Big Ed is. And I actually didn't watch any of the seasons for some reason that he was on. So I don't know the background. Look at me living my best life. Yeah. Like, how are you? How are you this lucky? I love that for you. So I'll give you and the listeners a bit of a history here. Quick history. Mm -hmm. So Big Ed, first season that he was on, um, he actually went viral on on social media for it. He got memed pretty hardly. Um, he was he was seeing this woman who I believe was from the Philippines. It did not pan out well for him. Then they brought him back for 90 Day Fiance, the single life. I believe that yeah, that is where he ended up, you know, making a return to the screen. Mm-hmm. And in there, um, he had this thing with Liv. He, you know, Liv worked at the restaurant he goes to and he, you know, tried to court her. It didn't go well. He had a jealous streak. Um, so then that didn't pan out. Then in the next season of Single Life, because of course you got to have Big Ed back again for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> Big Ed went to, oh God, Brazil, I want to say. Um, and he was, he was getting set up with someone that his friend had, um, recommended for him. 
And then that wasn't working. That woman did not like him. And then the season ended, like the finale, the season finale was like, oh, I've gotten engaged with this woman. And it was Liv, who was not there for that season, but then suddenly was back again. So that had happened. And then here we are now following their story. He is now engaged to live. And also a note in the tell all with the two of them. He got very contentious. His family was not happy because they had a very messy breakup, Sasha. And like, mm-hmm. we're talking leaked DMs, leaked oh, voice damn. notes, um, threatening calls, like the whole nine yards. It was a horrendous state of affairs for these two. And, um, so then this is where we're picking up now with them is that they're engaged. They're both sides. The family and friends don't really approve uh, her side by the looks of this episode are a little bit more willing, skeptical, but willing, whereas his family want nothing to do with them, uh, period. So that's. The yeah. Experience. Thank you. I mean, it's just I. I don't understand, right? Like, he's 56, she's 29, but they're both acting like they're 18. Yes, that. (laughs) (laughs) Then, yeah, the age difference is big, but the, the, the maturity of this relationship, the maturity level is on the ground. It is not high at all. So... They start the episode and he, they are getting their uh, wedding dress shopping is what they want you to think. But no, they're getting an outfit for the little dog. The little doggo is getting an outfit here. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I literally, my note said wedding dress for the dog. Oh, hell. Because (laughs) why you do this? See, if Asia was here, she'd be like, oh, I like that. Asia, Asia I love be, you. Yeah. And that's why we have all of us together, you know, because exactly. we're such a beautiful bouquet of flowers. But no. Okay, y'all, like, this is where I just need people to stop it. Cut it out. Please. And it's a bow tie that they were excited about. Yes. Yes, they, they were very excited about this little cute bow tie that they had gotten for the old uh, the little dog here. Now, okay. So then now they're looking at venues for the um, they're looking at venues for the uh, wedding for sorry, for the engagement party. Mm -hmm. They find one. And at this point, her some of her friends are there with them. And the friends are like, listen, you two went through eight breakups, Big Ed. Like, do you really think this is going to work out? Like, do you think are you going to support her? Are you going to be there for her? And He's like, yeah, you know, I feel like I wasn't sure of who I was and now I am. Now I'm in this place where I feel like I'm ready to to be with her. I'm ready to commit, ready to do A, B, C, D. And also we hear from Liv who said that, you know, she felt like everything with him was contentious and now they're in a better place. So I don't know about that. I call BS. My BS meter is going off right now. (laughs) Yeah, because no one I feel like, okay, no... Any relationship that's built on a house of cards, aka these two, will always, these people will like go out of their way to like convince you that they deserve, that they are together and that they are in love and that they are everything, everything. I feel like it can fall apart at any minute. And it's so obvious because just like Jenny and Sami, I think if like your family is so against it, then like there's so much added pressure onto your situation that. It's, you can't just be 100% happy, I feel. Yes. No, I definitely agree with that. And I just, yeah, I, 
you know, I don't like Big Ed. I've been on record to say this mm-hmm. on this podcast when I talked about the single life. So that hasn't changed. And as far as Liv goes, uh, sorry, Liz, I keep saying Liv. I meant Liz this whole time. It's My funny. bad audience. Um, Liz also isn't without her own problems here. So combined, they are, they are a horrible relationship waiting to unravel on our TV screens. Now, some more backing of, of stuff that's been going on. Uh, Big Ed, when he told his daughter that he's getting married, he's getting engaged to Liz, Liz went ahead and told the entire, everyone in his family before he got a chance to and got like the leg up on him. The family didn't approve of this relationship whatsoever. And it has resulted in a strained relationship with his mom and, you know, a lot of other members in his family that do just, again, simply do not approve of this matchup. So we, they talk about that strained relationship. Some that isn't great. And one of the key players in all of this is his friend, Rich. So Richard, we met in the tell-all last season, um, and, and we found out that he has a very close relationship with Big Ed's mom. Apparently, they talk daily, Sasha. I, it's weird. I think it's weird. It kept coming up over and over in every segment, and it's weird. Okay, no amount of, like closeness is gonna make me think it's not and again I think it's okay to be like close with you know your your best friend's parent like I I understand that and I think there's a difference between that and really like going hard against your friend with their parent Mm -hmm. like I just think it's a messy it's not needed but Everyone in this circle, right, is caught up in the tornado, I feel. And it's just like circling horrible ass energy towards each other. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's not, again, not good. Also, they've he's not talked to Richard in four months. And now Richard's asked to meet up with him in this like dark, like creepy park area, which I couldn't believe I agree with Big. I was like, yeah, this is kind of a creepy venue to to meet up at. But yeah. listen, well, it's not my friendship, so I don't care. Um and his whole objective with this conversation was so that he wants to be good with Rich because Rich keeps putting ideas in his mom's head. And Big Ed's big fear is that, you know, his mom's 80 something and he doesn't want his mom to, you know, pass with him and her being on bad terms. Which, again, I think that's understandable. I don't, I, mm-hmm. I think, Again, unfortunately, Ed is not wrong. But then we hear from Rich, right? That Ed's impulsive, that the person he's talking to isn't his friend, blah, blah, blah. So is Ed, Big Ed gaslighting us? You know, that's always, always, every time. If you're ever doubting it, he's doing it. That's that's the way I see things with him. Yeah, because in this conversation, right, pretty early, uh, Big Ed talks about, oh, well, I went to six months of therapy and then six months of total separation. And I was like, and y'all have been together a year and a half. Right. What's the math on that? You know? Yeah. So I am already resenting talking about them moving forward, but they're going to be on my screen. So I have no choice but to do so in the next time on with Big Ed and, and Liz, he's taking fo- So he's a photographer. I didn't end up saying this at the top. He's taking, pho- he's a photographer and he's taking pictures of a model and he tells Liz that he's training her. So I guess Liz is also involved with this line of work now, but then there's some issues with it. I don't, I couldn't tell if it was going to be like a jealousy thing or communication barrier, but that's the drama with Big Ed and Liz going into next episode. I'm okay. sorry, but did you catch the comment that Liz said? Can you repeat it? Because I don't think I did. 
Liz said she has no neck in the picture. Oh, yes, I did get that. I did see that. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and I was like, y'all can't do this, TLC. Don't do this. That's so horrible. And and I saw the picture and I, I, Liz is right. It's just, it's so funny given the context. That's all I have. That's mean. I know, but it's just, this whole situation is so weird because I just think they're trying to sell me a bill of Billigan such as trash and stop yeah. it because y'all are it make no sense like Leonardo DiCaprio you're not Leonardo DiCaprio you know what I mean like stop dating younger girls it's weird it's weird yeah yes 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 and yes I agree <laughs> I agree with all of that now it is time to talk about a couple that we are both familiar with because we literally just talked about them this past season. And that is, of course, Bilal and Shaida. Sasha, how about you take this one? You run with this one, please. Yes. Um, so I think last week and in the last season, we, you know, we heard a little bit from a 90 day proper, uh, where we heard, you know, Bilal and Shaida, they're together, they're living their best life. Uh, and then there is Shahida, right? So finally. The, the fight happened. Shaida allegedly said Shaida. Oh my God. Their names are so very I similar. Yeah. Anyway, Bilal's ex-wife and baby mama showed up to the house, you know, and like we've gotten this a few times now that there was a conversation about money. Um, and it felt to baby mama that Shaida maybe was taking money away. Um, Shaida. Oh my God. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Okay, yes. please just get on the train with me. And so now we're at a coffee shop. Okay. At the middle of the night, apparently you need to get coffee and the fight, you know, so they're, they're coming up for a confrontation. Okay. The three of them, Bilal's there. Uh, is he there? I don't know. Is he astral projecting? If you watch Goose Goose Duck, you know what I'm talking about. You get it. <laughs> because of why? He was not there. Okay. So these two are now about to, they're about to quote unquote talk. Okay. And <laughs> Sh- uh, Shida goes, listen, I was going to ban you from my home because I need you to understand that it felt like you're bullying me and I'm the outsider. But Shida thinks, absolutely not. I don't know what I did wrong because uh, this allegedly happened before. She gets a one-to-one confessional, right, Puya? And they say, are you ready to apologize? Do you think you did something wrong? And she's like, apologize? For what? What did I do? Yeah. She's like, no, I didn't do anything and I will not apologize for it. So, And then they just start like going back and forth again. As someone that watches a lot of reality TV, this has to be the tamest fight of my life. Yeah, this was not really like, okay, so the, the big part of this fight was um, Shaida asks for an apology. Yes. And she's like, you know, I feel like you disrespected me in my home. And a very confused Shahida says, uh, what? How, how did I do that? It's like, oh, it's not about what you said. It's how you said it. It was, it came off very like disrespectful and aggressive. And I think there were a couple of words that Shahida used in here that could have triggered Shahida into getting angry. Namely, you know, again, when you call someone, when you tell someone to calm down, that can be a trigger. I feel like calling her aggressive immediately cha- flipped the script. I think that really made her mad to hear that. Yeah, and she's like, you're rude and nasty. You know, you need to, like, apologize and blah, blah, blah. So I think it's 
here's what I feel it was. Uh, it was very much territorial fight, right? Like they mm-hmm. were both just like, who's the alpha here? And that's what I actually feel like the fight was because one person's like, well, it's for my kids. Da, da, da. And then the other person's like, but I, this is my house now. And this is my man now. So you don't get to just come in any kind of way. And then she did a little low blow. Uh, and Sh- uh, Shida did and uh, says, Shahida, is this how you want your daughter to see you? Oh, Lord. Um, you know, to me, immediately took me to last season's big brother when Kylan was Ooh. talking about Xavier's nephew. I was like, uh, don't do this. This was not necessary, please. But I think the problem is Bilal just being mute. You know what I mean? If he would have stepped in and been like, both of y'all need to, you know, here's where you need to meet us 50%. You need to meet 50%. But instead, he's like, yeah, this is so embarrassing. They're just like yelling. The coffee shop was empty, bro. Who cares? Y'all are on TV. Get over yourself, Bilal. But instead, he does this like weak step in, but not really. And then trying to mediate. But they both were like, you don't know who you're dealing with. So you need to sit the hell down. Yeah, and then he like he genuinely just stood there and let them go at it back and forth for what felt like a forever time. It was way too long. And all I could think was, you know, just you coming in once will help. He's like, oh, you know, because he was telling us he's going to be neutral. And for what? You being neutral is just you silently letting two people who you're saying are important in your life fight. And you're not doing anything to stop it. You're not saying this is silly or you're not saying we need to put this aside. You just let it happen. And then you're just, and then I'm sorry, you're getting mad. You're getting mad at them doing this now. That's really where you're at. You're getting mad. You're being ridiculous is what you're being. Yeah. It makes no sense. Cause, and I just love that Shaida is like, you, you don't know me. You don't know me. Like if I get crazy, you know, da, da, da. like she's trying to, she's getting a little hype. So instead of being like, yeah, I do know you. So like, let's take a moment. He's just like, yeah. He's just, just like, he's speaking in 0.5 speed, you know? And it's like, I need him to wake up. Okay. Because there's this iconic scene in love and hip hop, um, where this, these two people are fighting. Um, and then this girl goes, She's shaking the tables and then, you know, which causes a more, a bigger fight. And then she says, you know, don't shake unless you want to get shook. And I'm, I was waiting for that because at this point, they're both just kind of threatening that, oh, I can get mad. So you don't take me there. Don't take me there. And I was like, just do it or walk away. Yeah. Like, please, let's do it that way. How about that? Um, But yeah, so that that uh, confrontation ends with. Shahida storming off. Yeah. And then Bilal not Bilal and Shahida on the drive home not talking to each other. And Bilal has a confessional where he says that the public display made him mad. And he's he said that if I if I was to talk right now, may I say something I regret? Like you get off your high horse. You just let your wife and your ex-wife get into it publicly without getting involved. And the biggest attempt he did was uh he was like, Oh the Bilal, oh the Bilal. He was trying to like say a thing that I've heard well, first of all that that is you know in many different places but also to me it was clear he was trying to cut the tension and like make them stop talking but once they wouldn't stop talking he didn't say anything else he just left it so you cannot say anything that you may regret because your regret should be that you didn't say anything at the coffee shop that's what you should have regretted 
Exactly. But, you know, we know our man does take zero, not negative, zero, um, like, responsibility for anything that he does. Yeah. Yeah, so and, and I'm not even surprised. To me, it's like if if he didn't want to get involved, that was fine ultimately. But I draw the line of you are now mad at her for getting into an argument with your ex who she had already told you she was coming in looking for an apology and isn't getting that. So next episode, he's going to tell Shada that he's disappointed in her. And that's not going to end well because they're always going to argue about it. And I don't like where that's going to go. And again, I will say this one more time. This is the one couple that I don't find fun. Their drama is not fun to me. It makes me sad. <laughs> so because yeah. it's just gas. Like for me, I just want to be like, wake up, girl, stand up. You know, don't don't let this don't let them just constantly bully you. I, I don't understand why she isn't saying anything or rather maybe I do understand sorry because if she does say anything it all comes onto her and they're really horrible to her like everyone right his whole family mm-hmm. um and sometimes the kids are being egged on like that too so I get it but I just I need someone to stand up for her or her to stand up for herself and being like we married now what are you gonna do right right and you know that's that's it. That's what we have for you this week. Yeah. Um, Sasha, thank you so much for, for walking through all this with me because I know it can be a lot. Now, where can people find you? What else do you have going on on these, uh, podcasting streets or otherwise? Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, always a joy to talk and yell 90 day fiance with you. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at funsize underscore oh four. And over on Mess Magnets, uh, on Rob has a podcast slash Mess Magnets or Mess Feed, I believe, where, uh, Kirsten McKinnis and I are talking everything pop culture, everything celebrity, you know, vibes, whatever we feel like, honestly, bringing to y'all, we're on there. So if you're just like, Hey, I'm doing the dishes. I need a podcast. That Mess Magnets is it, baby. And I'm covering Never Have I Ever over on Silent Podcast with Chappelle as well. Um, Just look up Never Have I Ever by Silent Podcast. We have our own feed now. So we're talking season three and, you know, all all the toxic mess there as well. And uh, over on Post Show Recaps with Jason Reed, I'm covering uh, I'm covering She-Hulk as well. So lots of things coming up. Follow me on Twitter to keep track of it all. Amazing. And once again, Sasha, thank you so much for everything. I really do appreciate you. And I always love having you on the 90 Day Fiance podcast. We'll definitely have try and have you on again this season, yes. given that you don't give up on the season and, and you don't get tired of the nonsense. No, you know me. I'm here. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> I'm in it. <laughs> you're you're in it. You're stuck with it now. Um, exactly. Y'all can find me on Twitter, of course, at Puyaism, and you can find me on Twitch, Twitch.tv/Puya. I do stream there two times a week during Big Brother season, three times in the off season. Come through, say hi. I always do appreciate that. And as far as podcasts go, I was a guest on the Post Show Recap uh, podcast for House of the Dragon. Uh, Mike Bloom and Grace were nice enough to have me on to talk about House of the Dragon episode three. So I had a good time there. And I was also a guest on the challenge podcast over on silent podcast called uh, TJ hates quitters. So that was a good time. I got to talk about this last episode with Carrie and Katie. So check that out in about three weeks. Mass singer will be back and I'll be ready to talk about all of that mess with the one and only Liana Boris. So 
be on the lookout for that. And of course, if you're still watching Big Brother, I do talk about it in the mornings at 11 a.m. Friday, talking live feeds for that night. So definitely check that out. Last but not least, if you enjoyed this podcast, please go ahead and leave a rating and review. It allows people to find the podcast. It gives me crucial feedback on what you like or what you do not like from this podcast. You can do so over on robinswebsite.com slash 90 day fiance. That's the number nine, number zero day fiance. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming through. I'll be back next week to talk about episode three and maybe episode one of Single Life Season 3, if time permits. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye.